Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. This is episode three of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I am so excited to speak with the wonderful Pam Sams of Jackson Sams Wealth Strategies. She shares how when you're intentional, the universe will deliver what you need, and that even as a wealth advisor, she never leads a client into their money management strategy without discussing their values and life plan. You'll want to hear her story about her sex therapist client and how that sparked a whole new program called Mind Your Money that will support and empower busy women so they can get things done with confidence and get back to living their best lives. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Pam and her amazing journey. Welcome, Pam. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Tracy. This is exciting. I'm so thrilled that you're here. I've been looking forward to just this interview. You were one of the first people to sign up and Uh I'm just like, these interviews have been a lot of fun. I'm having a blast. It doesn't feel like work which is really nice. Something I encourage entrepreneurs to consider, Mm -hmm. you know, doing stuff that you can still use to grow your business and, but doesn't feel like work, have some fun while you're at it. Exactly. And I believe it was Zig Ziglar that said, you know, you're not going to work a day in your life if you enjoy what you're doing. Oh, that's so So. true. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the work work, you know, there's times when we might put in long hours and whatever, but it's, if we're doing it because we love what we're doing and we know that we're providing great quality and, and high value, Uh then it kind of doesn't matter. Exactly. Somebody once told me that entrepreneurs gave up working 40 hours a week to work for 80. Right. But, <laughs> but we're working for ourselves and it makes a difference. It does uh, make a difference. You, you know, you're, you're, you're putting out into uh, the universe, you know, what you want to as a service because it's a calling uh, yeah. on what you put out there because people need exactly what you have. Um, yeah. And to really stifle or not have that out into the world, um, playing small and maybe not taking that chance um, and being safe with the nine to five sometimes is that that calling really needs to take you in another direction as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And it's a, it can be a huge risk. I mean, a lot of times mm-hmm. it is regardless of what you're, what field you're in, right? As soon as you start okay. something that's your own, has your name or your face attached to it, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it, 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 and that's it, you know, every day. I mean, I was speaking with a colleague the other day is that, you know, when you don't get up, you don't, you know, you are the person. Mm-hmm. And then, so if you're not generating revenue, uh, you don't get paid that day or, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, it could be scary yeah. not knowing, you know, exactly where your next source of revenue is going to, to come from, especially early on, yeah. um, you know, as early entrepreneurs. So that's why a lot of people, you know, kind of side gig it for a while just to kind of feel comfortable, get into a rhythm yeah. on, you know, can I really, you know, make money at this? And then of course, you know, you can release your nine to five firm from there, but it, it, it is a little bit of a risk that you do take initially. Yeah, for sure. So tell us, where are you in the world physically? <laughs> I asked that question physically. to another, another person. They're like, do you mean in my mind? I was like, no, my I mind, mean your body. I'm where is your body? Space yeah. and I'm universe or any of that. I am a unicorn Physically, I'm actually in Northern Virginia, Santilli, in my home. It is a rainy day today. Uh, so, you know, early, a little bit earlier, I needed to, to have some, uh, some motivation. So 
Um, I've listened to a couple of different uh, podcasts on meditation and things like that to just kind of get me a little bit better mindset today with those rainy days. They always say, you know, it's just like the Carpenter song, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. That's kind of how I have to get myself out of a little bit of a a funk for for that. But physically, I am in Northern Virginia. I am in my home office, really just getting started for the day. That's awesome. What what are you listening to these days? I am listening, you mean uh, podcast wise? Yeah, what gets you motivated? Oh my gosh, you know, I still like Lambition Radio. You know, that's still one of my favorite things to listen to. Same. Um, as well. And I'm into, you know, Tim Ferriss. He has a lot of good uh, tips and things to get you there. I like his, um, I think he puts it out on Fridays, but it's, you know, five things that I'm doing things. What am I listening to? What am I reading? What, you know, you know, what am I thinking about in the world? Those sort of things. So I like those. Um, And then I started reading, you know, we always talk about and sharing, you know, books that we're reading. Uh, one of the books that I'm reading is uh, Difficult Women, or I, actually I'm listening to it, but it's called Dif- Difficult Women. And it's basically, uh, you know, highlighting, I believe, you know, 11 to 12 different change makers um, in the world. You know, Coco Chanel, um, you know, they talk, I think Rachel Maddow talks a lot about, you know, what motivates them, what gets them going. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think that that old uh, adage is that, you know, nice women never get as far as difficult or challenging women. Uh, so it really, yeah. you know, gets into a lot of that and what yeah. makes uh, those women tick. That sounds, you know, I feel like I've heard that title before, but I didn't hear a description like that. So that sounds like something that would support women, especially in taking more risks and being being mm-hmm. bold. You know, that's something that I mentioned before we started recording that I've been taking a, a leadership course. And something that really came through for me is that even though I've been pretty gutsy and I've taken some risks, I'm not as bold as I could be. And I've not been operating full out, you know, yeah. and I was like, Ooh, that means there's so much more ahead of me if I'm going to be full out. Right. So, but I, I, I want to pick up this book, you know, to read it and like kind of expand how I see what it means to be difficult. I love that title. Cause it's kind of mm-hmm. jarring, you know, you're like, what do you mean yeah. difficult? I that am may not awesome. be the exact title, but it's in the title, but if yeah. you look it up, uh, on I'll that, find it. It, yeah, 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 you'll find it. It's not audible. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm, I listen to a lot of stuff when I'm not uh, able to get the physical book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that one just kind of jumped out at me, uh, as, uh, something that I wanted to, you know, read, like you said, because it does, you know, those particular women, uh, it's a boldness that, um, uh, that they have a lot of them, um, you know, you know, speaking of entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. And at some point in their lives, they have to say, I'm just going to go for it. You know, especially like, for example, for Coco Chanel, you know, during that time period, women really did get into that. You know, she was a well, quote unquote, well-kept woman for a while, but she had these things that she was society-wise, she was helping, uh, you know, tidy women up and in their fashion, but didn't take it into a bigger uh, vision until, you know, she was kind of quote unquote forced to, you know, Mm. because of her situation and you'll get into it, you know, if you do read that, but it, you know, we have these defining moments in our lives that we really need to say, okay, it's now or never or do or die or whatever that's the case may be. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, I always kind of do my words for, for the year. I know a lot of people do kind of, you know, that intentional thing. And, you know, I just kind of wait for the universe to give it to me. I don't, you know, look through the dictionary and find it, but one of them was go. And I think I was reading kind of a, um, it was a Bible plan that I was reading at the time. And it just talked about a lot of the different things in the Bible for people to just, you know, take action and go. And Mm -hmm. so that I think that was 2019's word um, for that is that if something presented itself to me, 
Don't think about it. Just go. Yes. That was my whole thing for 2019. Like say yes um, and figure it out later. Say yes and figure it out yet, <laughs> later. Yeah. You know, if the universe and God says go, you go and yes. you figure it out later. Um, so those are some of the things that you really need to focus on as an entrepreneur is that sometimes don't second guess yourself. Don't wait for things to be perfect because they're not going to be perfect ever. <laughs> <laughs> you just right. sometimes have to go and, you know, just like that, that saying, you know, with, you know, catch your wings as you fly down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> fly, <Quickly>. jump, and <laughs> then you'll catch your, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You basically put your wings out quickly, but you'll learn after yeah. you kind of jump out there um, to do it. And yeah. I, that's the thing that I run into a lot of times is that people, yeah. especially with side gigs, it's like, I don't know if I'm coming it's, it's just never going to be perfect to oper- time to, to, to do it. So, yeah. Really just, just get out there, just start. Um, and then the thing about it is that the universe will bring those resources to you. Mm-hmm. As you, you know, once that. you put that intention out and say, I'm going for it, all of those other resources come into come into play. I love that. And I think that's really important for our listeners to hear that and understand that, that it takes faith. We're not talking religion. If you've got religious mm-hmm. faith so much, the better it'll bolster you even more. But it takes faith in yourself to trust that you're going to figure out the answers. And, you know, if you're thinking about taking a leap, but you're getting a little paralyzed by all that analysis, you know, raise your hand if maybe you do that sometimes. Um, (laughs) um, Just take a step, right? Oprah says, what's the next best step? And I believe that, you know, creating momentum, intentional and purposeful momentum (laughs) will yield results. And it's been my experience. And I observe this in my clients and in people in my community and in circles that I, that I roam in that once you get intentional and you just decide, it's as if the universe delivers this care package of people uh-huh. you need to know, resources you need to find, and whatever. When when I decided to do this podcast, um, I'd been putting it off for years. Oh, I don't know how to do the tag. It's just too much time, too much time, whatever. I don't know how to do this. Everybody else has a podcast. Everybody's focused on video right now. You name it, I had a great reason to not do it. Mind you, I didn't go doing the other things <laughs> either. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I'm really good at uh, sabotaging myself. So I, I was meditating one morning. I was like, I need some clarity. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And I came out of meditation and I was like, right, I'm doing a podcast. And then I thought, huh, maybe I need to learn how to do one now. Right. So I started inviting people before I really had much planned. And then I found an article and it had a, you know, a basic, but number by number, like, here's what you need to do. Paint by numbers, get it started. And then they mentioned some guru whose name I've forgotten now. I Googled him. Turns out he had a class on Teachable. I was mm-hmm. like, cool, great. I can help buy a Teachable course. Oh, it happened to be offered for free for a limited time because they were trying to get you to move on to their platform, which I can't use. I would because it was so good. But the course mm-hmm. was amazing. It's I think it was called Podcasting Like a Pro or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was fantastic. I, I would have paid. I would have paid yeah. and it came to mm-hmm. me for free. Then I learned, oh, well, it's pretty easy. You know, their their platform is for WordPress sites and mine is um, Squarespace. So, mm-hmm. um, but I was like, okay, if it exists for WordPress, it probably exists under a different name for Squarespace, right? So I'm going to Google and I'm just compiling my list for my web designer to send out to her. But it's amazing how that works, right? You get really clear. And then Mm -hmm. it's just like, all of a sudden, the people you need to know, and I mentioned it to a few people and they're like, oh, you should interview so-and-so. Let me make a a connection for Mm -hmm. you. Oh, that's so great. So yeah, Yeah, don't you just love how that happens, but it's pretty cool. You do have to make a decision and And you have to start telling people and start telling people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not only because, you know, the attention attracts to you, but also really for accountability as well. 
You yes. know, if you put out there, you know, that I'm doing it, you know, you don't want to be that person when you come down the line, Hey, how's that one thing going? And you oh, never yeah. started. Yeah. It. <laughs> I, well, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still in the planning yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been you like six years. That. And so <laughs> a lot of times it, it, that is the motivation as well. You know, yeah. just like with anything, you know, as a financial advisor, that's what happens when I work with my clients. You know, if I, if I'm having a meeting with them next week, I know stuff is going to be done before that next meeting because they don't want to come to me and say, I did not do my homework. I did not right. do this. Right. Um, and it's always a little bit of accountability, feet yeah. to the fire yeah. um, to make sure, you know, that you get things done. And that's yeah, the same sure. thing, you know, when you're starting a business is that, you know, you start out, you get people, you know, uh, basically people who support you mm -hmm. um, and say, I'm starting this thing. And then the next thing you know, you know, people are telling other people and, you know, it all comes to fruition. Uh, yeah. But you have to be intentional and really saying, I'm going to do this thing. And then from there, like I said, all of the kind of, like you said, paint by numbers comes into place. This is it how is. I do it. Yeah. Step one, step two, step three. <laughs> yeah. And if I would advise anybody on whatever steps you find, keep it simple, pare it way down, make it way simpler yeah. than you think it needs to be, and then go. I'm already thinking about changes that I'm going to be making in, mm -hmm. in you know, subsequent seasons of this podcast. But right now oh, I'm yeah. keeping it to the original plan and going with that, you know, so early stages, getting, getting into a rhythm, but also just getting it done. If I change it now, yes. it won't be done. No. Right. So, and I think that's, yeah. yeah, that's really important. So tell us a little bit about what you do and who you serve and, and, mm -hmm. and when, when you decided to take the leap and, and go work for yourself. Yeah, um, I'm a financial advisor, uh, wealth manager, really focused on uh, financial wellness for, for women. Um, I started my practice out of the support for helping my mom transition as a as a widow. My mm -hmm. father had passed away in 2001, you know, actually shortly right after 9-11. I got a phone call in September, uh, yeah, September 16th of, mm -hmm. 20, of 2001. Uh, planes weren't even starting, <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. at that point, you know, all of the 2000 one, uh, I mean, yeah, September 11th situation was occurring. I get a phone call from my mom that, you know, my mom, I mean, my dad may not make it um, that night. So we hop on a plane, you know, airport is bare. Uh, <laughs> nobody's flying. I'm scared. I'm crying. I'm a mess. I get there. Um, he basically lived for another week. So I stayed, got a chance to, to really spend about a week with him. I did have to fly back home for, uh, of course, you know, for, for work reasons. But I knew once I got that phone call after that, you know, I had to go back that um, that he had passed. But after that particular situation, my mom really had a hard time functioning, of course, as a grieving widow, but really trying to figure out everything financially. Uh, my mother was a part of a generation where men, women did not really handle the household finances. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of the um, old school back of the envelope type of person, you know, this is what we need to pay. This is what you know needs to go out. And then my father wrote the checks. And that's kind of how it worked in the household. So really helping my mother find out, me and my siblings, you know, I'm one of uh, eight. Um, we were really just trying to figure out, you know, where things, uh, where she needed to really move forward. What my father had pension-wise, um, you know, what she had for Social Security, where she was, you know, going to live, if she was going to continue to do that. So it was a lot of financial decisions to make. I have a financial management degree. At the time, I wasn't using it. I was on sabbatical with my kid, uh, you know, raising my, my two young boys after getting my MBA and really just trying to figure out kind of that next step for me. And it was an opportunity to really 
come in and step in as that uh, that voice of financial reasoning with my family because my you know my sister was taking care of the medical piece so she's a doctor and then so I was handling the financial piece and at that point I knew there was other women out there experiencing the same things uh, that my mom did and did not have the support mm-hmm. um, that my mom had with a family of you know eight siblings <laughs> to make decisions and so you know with my financial management degree I decided to you know study financial, well, get my licenses and um, personal financial planning. And then from there, you know, the rest is history. But that's where I focus on is really women who are single, single by choice, divorced or widowed, really just needing a guy, somebody to walk that financial journey with them to help them make smart decisions, but also making sure that they continue to move. Because sometimes as women, we want to be safe, but we don't know where to turn. So we can get into analysis paralysis, not knowing is that the right decision, financial decision for me, you know, but having somebody there as a guide to kind of help you through those, that journey and walk that path with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I focus with in in my practice um, for the last 18 years. That's amazing. You know, I think about almost everybody I've met has some kind of skewed or unhealthy, even if it's just some part of their their relationship with money can be unhealthy. I also believe that women, females, we're just really marketed to and socialized a certain way. And so I would imagine that you're doing a lot of coaching with your clients and supporting them through probably a lot of fears and maybe even like a like a resistance to learning and on growing because it's somehow, you know, some of that messaging is still stuck in there. Do you do you find that with your clients? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Um, so a couple of years ago, I actually started, um, well, I became, I have always used it in my practice, but I became certified behavioral financial advisor because I know a lot of what I was doing was really getting people to change behaviors mm-hmm. um, and get okay with money to a point where they were okay to make decisions because that's, you know, the thing that you had just mentioned before, I can lay out a beautiful financial plan for people. This is what you need to do, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But unless you get some of that money, those those bad money tracks out of mm-hmm. your brain, yes. <laughs> you're not going to implement and take yeah. that. So I had to start from the beginning on what's keeping you stuck. Why are you, you know, behaving certain ways to make sure they're in alignment with values, their financial goals, and then really kind of a modified behavior uh, mm-hmm. on that. So I. I start my conversations as a values-based conversation uh, with all of my clients because what you value, how you make decisions is how you basically, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right, right. (laughs) And so I need to kind of figure that part out in order to, you know, really get you to a point where you're okay with money. You know, Mm -hmm. you may not be best friends, but at least okay (laughs) enough to make decisions. Can be good neighbors. Yeah, to be good neighbors. (laughs) So you can really uh, push yourself forward so you Mm -hmm. can secure your financial future. That must be really empowering for your clients. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. they really, uh, you know, appreciate that because, you know, it's a, it's not a traditional financial planning approach, Yeah, uh, you know, to it. Um, everybody's used to kind of focus on those, you know, quantitative, the numbers, all of those mm-hmm. sort of things. You know, I, I have a, a minor in psychology, so I bring a lot of the soft skills <laughs> yeah. into really what people are, you know, people are not numbers, they're people. Yeah. Um, so really, you know, what do you want to do in life? Where do you want to go? All of that has money attached to it, but it also has all of these feelings mm-hmm. attached to it. And so I have to kind of figure out where you're coming from, how you grew up with money, how it was discussed, mm-hmm. you know, your experiences, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really to, to kind of make you okay or make you kind of 
at least whole to make financial decisions. Yeah. Do you have a, a, like your biggest success story? Like maybe your most timid client who had a big transformation, regardless of what happened to their bottom line financially? Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it, exactly. I had, um, you know, probably uh, several years ago, I took a client, you know, I do, I do a lot of, um, of work with the uh, the Women's Center. It's mm-hmm. an organization in Northern Virginia that really supports women in transition. Um, so I volunteer my time there uh, pro bono to give financial consultations. Um, so one of the clients that did come in to me, she had a tremendous fear of money. She did not want to make any financial decisions, any mm-hmm. numbers, anything. She was just so frightened of, of numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that it really gave her anxiety, um, you know, to the point where she would, you know, you can see her almost break out in hives Aww. in order to really kind of talk about it. Um, so I took her on as a client pro bono because I knew she needed the help. We went through a lot of the values-based exercises. You know, we had to take baby steps, really just kind of, you know, getting her comfortable with uh, where some of this may have been coming from. You mm-hmm. know, she had uh, issues with, you know, her, her parents and her father, you know, controlled a lot of what was going on in the household with money and decisions, both from her mom and the children. It was a form of contention with arguing in the household between her parents. Um, So a lot of that gave her money anxiety. You know, Mm -hmm. if anything comes into conflict, I don't want to be in a conflict situation because of money. And that's kind of how she paired those two things together is that if I think about money or money is going to come into issue, there's going to be conflict. I don't want to deal with conflict. It gets me anxious and all of those sort of things. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of clear some of those out um, for that. But over time, she started to, you know, soften a little bit about that, Um, you know, working together with making, you know, breaking it down a little bit into, you know, baby step decisions on, you know, are you okay with this one? Okay. Okay, yes. Are you okay with this one? Okay. <laughs> you know, and moving yeah. down the line. So you over time start to use those decisions that feel comfortable. You don't become as anxious if you make them in smaller increments and steps from, from that. So, you know, I, you know, she, I'm still working with her. We're still, you know, we're taking a little bit better, you know, not as many baby steps, but the foundation of what we work together has been uh, tremendous uh, from the time that I met her to where we are now. Mm, that must feel pretty awesome, you know, doing what yeah. you do. Yes, you're a financial advisor and yes, you're minding people's money for them kind Uh of, but it's so much more than that. I I feel like that it's been my experience that it's not always like that with financial advisors, you know, that, and they're not bad people. It's just money. Uh And some people are super linear about that and that's fine, but that doesn't, that never worked for me. Yeah, Um, exactly. And it never worked for me is that, you know, as a financial advisor, yes, I do the numbers and I do all of that. But like I said, I, I take people as people. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of, you know, financial planning is nothing more than life planning with money attached to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of my practice goes into, you know, life planning first. And then we kind of figure out, okay, how do we, you know, do that? Or how, what do we need for resources in order to kind of, you know, get that done for, for that? But it's always uh, about a conversation on what do, you, what do you want out of life? You know, mm-hmm. what's next for you? Yeah. You know, what's your next chapter look like? You know, what do you want to do? You know, what's your, you know, biggest thing you want to do for your kids? You know, if you want to send them to school, what do you want to see for them? So those are the conversations that I have with clients. And then, of course, we match money to it, you know, down the road. Um, so like you said, everybody kind of, you know, traditional financial planning, kind of linear Hey, I'm going to deal with the money, but this is more of marrying traditional financial planning with kind of neuroscience Mm -hmm. (laughs) and psychology part of it. Um, 
which, you know, that's a lot better for, for people to really, you know, function. Now, yeah. I, and I use it, you know, with my, um, you know, I have men that I, that I have in my financial planning practice. Probably not so much of them because they may think it's a little frou-frou and fluffy <laughs> type thing. <laughs> Women love it because yeah. that's what they, you know, that's what we do. We're, yeah. we're you know, we use those soft skills. We need yeah. to, to do that. So a lot of my clients, they start out as clients, but they become friends mm. over the years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been invited to last year, um, one of my clients turned 50. She invited me to her, you know, 50 uh, disco celebration. <gasps> fun. And, oh yeah, it gosh. was fun. You know, we, we dressed <laughs> up in costumes and, That's you know, because she so was a fun. 70s baby. She was right at seven, 1970. Uh, so actually it was February of this year. Um, and so, you know, we had loads of fun. You know, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I've went on uh, wine tours and, you know, with, with clients. So it just becomes fun. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's great, though, because it's it's a very hard, um, like hard masculine, not that masculine is negative, but like that hard masculine line that's drawn. And I, I feel like men would also benefit from going through the behavioral stuff, because I've met a lot yeah. of men who have a lot of money fears or they're, you know, air quotes here, not good with money or mm-hmm. they can never get past a certain point financially. And there's a behavior attached to that. Right. We, there's always exactly. there's always something that we can improve upon. And, you know, dudes, if you're listening, like this is this is a great way yeah. to overcome your stuff and to build something better. If you really want something better, we have to be willing to do something different than what we've always been yeah, doing. Exactly. And I do have a few of uh few of uh, my guys that that I've worked with that are open to it you know yeah. so I, I've started you know the conversation with that is that hey you know that I want to have a you know uh, a values-based conversation and then some of them and you know I've st- like I said over the last couple of years that's where I started it and so some of the clients that I've had you know over the last you know basically 16 to 18 years that were new going back to having those conversations I've learned actually a lot more about them mm-hmm. um, than just their money you know yeah. They, they, it's open. People share a lot more. And I think I help people a lot more if I can know exactly where you're coming from yeah. versus that's what your what your statement, what your personal financial statement looks like. Right. Um, you know, how did you get there? What are the decisions? You know, what do you want to do? You know, one of the things that that I share on my uh, on a lot of my uh, website, my profile is that with women, a lot of what we experience with money is that, you know, the, no matter if we're making $10,000 a year or $10 million a year, we still have this fear of bag lady syndrome. <laughs> is that mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, and we fear we're going to lose our, all of our money and we're going to be on the street and homeless. Oh yeah. And it's, I've not, been down that and, rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are, <laughs> yeah. and it's not a rational technically, because, you know, if you have that much money, it is not a rat, it's not a rational fear. Right. And so we have to kind of figure out, like I said, from the values things and also how you were raised with money, where that's coming from. Yeah, for sure. Um, and really making women comfortable with knowing that they will have enough resources that they're not going to end up on the street as a bag. Right. Um, but it, it's one of those things that, you know, no matter who you are, you know, you can be from the, you know, the lowest to, to the highest. It's still the same thing. Still mm-hmm. the same. It's all about our mindset. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be with anything. But I think with money, we attach all kinds of messaging, right? Great positive messaging on some on, you know, in some areas, and then we have negative messaging, we have shame, guilt, yeah, other stuff that can be attached to that. And it's really, it's a good way, I think, you know, this, this approach that you take to bypass all of that and just get to what their values are, uh-huh. because that can help them move forward. I mean, that's, that's yeah. great coaching. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So what else are you doing? I know you spend a lot of plates, so I'm curious what else you've got going on. <laughs> Spill it. I know. It's just <laughs> because I find my, you know, my work so rewarding, you know, I just like probably put a lot of stuff on my plate. But what I'm working on now is, you know, something similar, you know, to, to what you're doing with, with podcasts, but uh, it's called Mind Your Money. So I'm going to put it out there uh, so people can hold my foot and feet to the fire uh, for 2021 is uh, really a forum where where um, I interview other professionals um, that, of course, were kind of related to, to what I do finan- uh, through financial planning. It could be estate attorneys, tax advisors, but moving a little bit deeper into resources that my uh, female clients need. Mm. You know, just kind of a, a highlight, and I'm just going to put it out there because we've spoken. One of my clients is a sex therapist. And I said, hey, I think some of my female clients are female that I, you know, um, in my uh, my tribe would want to hear more about that it's not a shame in a situation people are having difficult situations during covid yes. and pandemic right now with relations <laughs> yes and and people want to hear that yeah. um so and maybe if we all had things. a little more yeah. pleasure we'd be a little bit more pleasant to be around exactly exactly <laughs> and do your job and feel yes. okay and not snapping at people all the time yeah. so yeah just relax um, a little bit <laughs> yeah exactly and so one of those you know i want to interview her and you mm. know so you know her take on on certain things so I want to really use the platform as a resource for women to get information on anything that they have questions on or concerns or want to know more about. Um, So that's the project that I'm working on and getting kicked off for 2021. Yeah. So will it it be a podcast or video interviews or both? Or have you decided yet? Um, I think both. I'm looking at a platform that's simulcast to my YouTube channel, which I'm kind of getting up and running um, and then Facebook live and then um, IG, uh, you know, for, for that. So we'll be able to find you everywhere. You will be able to find me every place. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, look for, I look forward to sharing those links. Probably by the time the podcast launches, you'll have at least links for that. Yeah, I'll at least have that, you know, links yeah. for, for, for that. But yeah, I'm nice. really excited about that because that's been one of my um, my passion projects over the, you know, just like we would use like, hey, I think I should do this thing. It's been like three years in the making on. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's really, um, really well incubated now. Yeah, it's very well incubated now. You know, I've gotten to the point where I do have the the little graphic, the mind your money graphic. I mean, I'm getting there. You're there. (laughs) I'm there. I just have to get, and I'm researching the platform, and I think I have that that part uh, solidified. And so now it's just getting the interviews and getting those sort of things. So, yes, and it's just like with anything, where we talked at the beginning of our conversation, you just have to put put it out there, put the intention out there, and then start doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> just so have to start doing the work. What is your intention behind Mind Your Money? Like, what do you, what's your overarching goal or vision? Um, exactly. Like I said, over the years, just working with, uh, with my clients, they have so many uh, just really busy doing their careers and advancing their careers that sometimes they just don't have a resource to just kind of, hey, kind of, uh, I wouldn't say girlfriend time, but really finding some really good information that um, they would otherwise have to kind of go and dig and do the work. And sometimes they're like, I just don't have time to do that. 
Right. Um, this would be that platform to kind of bring that to them Wonderful. in a um, in a format that they can do, you know, maybe 30 minute, you know, 60 minute type thing. And then maybe do some Q&A, you know, and really just kind of find it. So anything that they want to know about thinking about looking at, you know, uh, one of my auto mechanic friends uh, to kind of come on and talk about, you know, kind of points on to how to look at your car better. Because, you know, as female, sometimes you just kind of take it to the to the place to get your car fixed. You're just rely on they're telling you the thing and yes. then $1,200 or $2,000 later, you're like, I came in here for a, the, the tail light that was, right. that was, was blown. And right. how did I come out here with $2,000? So and what even is that thing that you just told me isn't working? That thingamajiggy that's not working. <laughs> right. You know, I had my car inspected the other day. Well, it was my husband's car, but I, for some reason, I, because he's working during the day, I end up taking the cars to get stuff. So I'm getting expected, you know, he comes, you know, once you get the, you're in the sitting room and then you get the little thing, come here thing. You're like, ah, it's just not going to be good. Uh, and so he has my car up or my husband's car up. Uh, and he's like, you know, look at this thing I'm doing with flashlight and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And he's like, this was blah, blah. And you know, it's this, it's crack. You know, so, okay. Is it going to pass the spectrum? No, you don't need to. You need to fix the majigamajig. I think we can do it for less than whatever. And but you're like, you know, you're just looking at these things under the car, like I don't know what that thing is. <laughs> can I, I drive it? Like, yeah. Can home. I drive it home? Yeah. Yes. Do I get? I get? Am I going to pass inspector? No. But you need to get it fixed. Yeah. Those sort of things. So yeah. even just the basics of what should we be looking for with our cars? You yeah. know, is you know, are going to a good mechanic that's not going to rip you off? You know, those sort of things. So that's kind of what I want to do. Especially like I said, most of my clients are you know single female who mm-hmm. really kind of rely on good resources. Yeah, um, I love that. So they don't have to you know do it on their own um, yeah. type of thing. So that's my vision for that. I think you're doing a great service, you know, and ultimately you can always tie it back to people's money, right? I mean, you (laughs) find a great mechanic, you're, you may pay for certain things, but you'll save in the long run. Yeah. We found, we found a great mechanic who we've sent so many people to Mm -hmm. because we've, they're so honest and like, okay. So even when I go in without my husband, they're honest. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, for the men who are listening, who don't believe this, this is so true. Ask any woman what her experience has been if she's by her herself at a mechanic, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with sort of raising my hand going, okay, look, I don't really know anything about my car. I lift the hood up and I'm like, there's the engine. There's the engine. There it is. And there's the little battery thing. Yeah. And, and the battery thing isn't under the hood in my car because it's a hybrid. It's in the back of the car. And I only found that out because my husband needed to jump his car one day. I was like, oh, it's back there. I mean, this is me, right? (laughs) But I take the informed check with me when I go to the mechanic. I study up if a light comes on, I go and I look and I look it up and I figure out, you know, what it is. So I'm certainly no expert, but at least I know what that thingy is. Yes. Now you know what that that, that thingy is. But yes, it's the same thing. I had a conversation with with a client, not about the mechanic, but about auto sales. So Mm. You know, as soon as a female walks in to buy a car, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, you want this, you want all the nice things, you know, upsell you so much oh, yeah. and you get in that little room and they write all these numbers down and you're, you know. And they offer so you a sandwich. My, yeah, that happened when I was buying a, a car once. Yeah, yeah, here a while. Would you like a sandwich? No, thank and you. So one of my clients, <laughs> she's you know, uh, she's an attorney. She's a hard negotiator. So yeah. she was like, "No BS with me. You yeah. know, do not Just... BS me on this transaction." And he yeah. was like, "Whoa, you know." <laughs> so you. <laughs> to know all of these things and know how, you know, negotiate for yourself without taking people for face value and having resources that um, 
will be able to kind of help you. Okay, this is what you need to know when you go into that little mm-hmm. room with the numbers. Or, you know, this is what you need to know when you're, you know, want to get your, your car fixed or, you know, new tires or whatever. Right. Um, or estate are, planning yeah. or what to do. Yeah. like or what to do. Mean. Yeah, or, you know, I'm doing a tax tip um, thing pretty soon because uh, it's end of the year. Um, you know, so I have a colleague that's going to do tax tips, um, you know, for me. And I, you know, share it with, uh, with clients and, and, um, and my tribe, you know, mm-hmm. so they can have that. So those are that's the great. things because everybody wants, you know, you need information, but getting the right information, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Cause it's yeah. just so much out here with talking heads and wherever and blah, blah. And I don't know who to trust type thing. Um, yeah. so if I can be that trusted, uh, professional, not just with your money, but all of the other resources that, like you said, eventually also still impacts your money. Absolutely. Uh, eventually, you know, yes. if I can get you, you know, a better deal here, uh, save you money on taxes, you know, make sure your, you know, your legacy planning is in place. Um, you have the right life insurance, you know, both homeowners and life insurance and all of those. That's what I'm here for is really mm-hmm. to be that resource for you. That's awesome. One thing, because it just popped into my mind, you might want to see if you can find like uh, an elder, um, yes. elder law person. Uh-huh. I okay. say this because I recently, so I live in North Carolina and my mm-hmm. mother lives in Idaho and she has, she has advanced dementia and it went really mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I got the call from mm-hmm. other family members there and I am so thankful that one of my aunts is married to an attorney who knows lots mm-hmm. of attorneys in the state uh-huh. of Idaho, because I really didn't know where to start. I would have been, yeah. I would have probably had to spend, you know, several days doing research on elder law. So I would know who to look for to work with. Correct. And instead, mm-hmm. you know, I cut straight through that and I got all the resources that I needed really quickly. And, mm-hmm. um, I just, I found that to be really helpful. And I was so empowered by the time that I spoke with the attorney that I ended up hiring, who's handling my mom's case and got everything taken care mm-hmm. of and gave me the legal rights to do all of that. Um, yeah. that when she started talking, like I actually knew what she was talking about. So I could be Good. super, super present and get it mm-hmm. done quickly. Cause we needed to act quickly. She was a fall Correct. risk and all these things. Yeah. So we needed mm-hmm. to get her out of her home and into a care center yeah. and all that. Yeah. But I think that that's, you know, if you're working with women of a certain mm-hmm. age, that's something oh, that's yeah. likely to come up mm-hmm. and yeah. somebody's going to have to help take care of somebody's going to have know? to take care of parents. Yes. Yeah. That is definitely on my list. I have, uh, yeah. you know, several in my network that, yeah. that, Good. Um, that I have uh, discussed being part of the, um, the platform. So mm-hmm. I can you do that. Cause like you said, it, it's really, you know, even with my mom, you know, my mom has dementia as well. She's in an assisted living facility, but like I said, I am one of, uh, eight, you know, so I still have siblings there to, to kind of do that. But yeah. people who are living one place and then their parents may be living someplace and not have um, the infrastructure to do mm-hmm. that, you'd have nowhere to start. I don't know what's in that state. I don't know what's available. You know, you have no, no clue on yeah. that. So really having a good network of um, uh, elder law and uh, at least you know, even knowing, you know, the, the, the process because, yeah. you know, my, we have to qualify my mother for Medicaid. You know, that's a whole long drawn process. But, you know, as you start learning these things, you know, now I have clients that I thought was Medicare eligible, but now she's uh, qualifying for Medicaid. But, you know, the resources that I learned there, I applied, you know, to, to that. So mm-hmm. it's always, you know, a learning uh, on it. But that's what the platform's going to be used for. That's going to support so many people. I'm I'm really excited to share that on your behalf. Spread mm-hmm. the word because I think yes. it's something that there might even be topics that some of us have never even thought about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Just stuff that you don't you know until yeah. you know, right? You <laughs> don't know until you know. And so that's what yeah. I'm doing now is, you know, doing, uh, you know, kind of survey monkey for uh, clients clients and you know people that that I network with what do you want to know about you know yeah as a woman what do you want to know about <laughs> everything 
everything. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm getting kind of a list of topics and, you know, that's kind of the part of the, this research of, you know, what, what do people want to know about and then getting those resources outside of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. But right. like you said, there may be things that people want to know about that you didn't even think about right. or other women didn't think about. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have initially thought sex therapist, but I'm so glad that, mm-hmm. that something that she said sparked that in you because, you know, now, but always, we're always so stressed out. I just read that, um, the World Health Organization just recently um, classified burnout as an actual medical, yeah, medical, um, yeah, tr- medically treatable, you know, yeah, condition, yeah, condition. Yes, and I'm so glad to hear that because you know we've got this old, I think it's probably old colonial mindset, right? Very old uh-huh. mindset that the harder we work, the better things are going to go, and that we should be yeah. these machines. And we've moved from being, for the most part, from being super physically busy, you know, working mm-hmm. physically to using our brains and our brains need time. Like I need my brain to defrag overnight. And if uh-huh. I'm working 14 hours a day all the time, like I might have long days here and there, yeah. but like, that's not good for us. That's not that's healthy not. for us. So to speak with people who are looking at the whole person, because it is a whole person that we're supposed to be taking out into the world and our, you know, our sexual well-being and our emotional, uh-huh. social, social, emotional health is, should be, you know, the top of yeah. the list. I think. Exactly. Well, I didn't come up with it on my own. I, you know, I was doing a review meeting with her and, you know, I was asking her, you know, how things are going, you know, and she was like, oh my God, Pam, I am so busy this year. And I was like, really? And then she was explaining to me because of this, you know, this COVID pandemic and people are stressed and blah, blah, blah. That's what's going on right now. And so they're coming to her with these issues during this particular time period. So she's like, my practice has been booming this year. And I'm like, wow, you know, so I'm happy for you. And oh my, oh my. My. Well, oh my, my, exactly. <laughs> On the other side of this, yeah, I'm like, these wow, poor people. people, these poor people, <laughs> yeah. but she's helping them, uh, you know, do that. And so I was like, oh my gosh. I said, so I'm sure other people are probably experiencing that. And, and I was, you know, also, you know, trying to promote her as, uh, you know, in her practice as well. And I said, hey, you know, would you be interested in, uh, you know, coming on doing an interview, you know, uh, about that, you know, it helps you grow your practice, but also women get information on it, you know, because like I was, you know, when I first explained the concept, a lot of people have so much stigma around the topic that they don't want to talk about it to nobody. Yeah. But it's a, <laughs> it is, hey, hey, people, guess what? Sex is a biological drive. Hey, just yeah. like thirst and hunger. Exactly. And it has, so, it's, it's, yeah. yes. And so if yeah. it's not functioning properly in that, that's affecting other stuff. It could yeah. be having tension with your money. It could be yes. having tension with your kids. And you, know, you need to, to fix it. And so that's yeah, what I was, sure. you know, wanted to, to do that. And I know, you know, a lot of people, I haven't introduced it. You know, I'm, this is the first time I've ex- explained it to anybody. But <laughs> Thank you for being bold. <laughs> yes. Um, because I know you, Tracy, and I know, you know, that you would put it out there because we have these conversations all the time on mm-hmm. the whole person mm-hmm. um, and not having these tab quote unquote taboo topics um, that people get so pent up about. But that's one of the resources that, um, you know, if I had brought it to people's attention, they would never request it or ask for it. Right. Oh, but I bet you'll get a lot of hits on that one. I'm sure I would get a lot lot of hits on that. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. So yeah. that's kind of how that that came in the being. And then because I was just going to, you know, use the platform to, you know, like I said, pe- things that are closely related to what I do. You know, the tax thing is state attorneys, the elder law, and those sort of things. But I'm like, I know there are other things that my clients want to know about. Absolutely. <laughs> Not particularly related to, to money, but on the roundabout related, mm-hmm. but bringing that as, as a resource versus having them, you know, like I said, you know, most of my clients are professional women who, you know, are working, you know, long hours, advancing their careers. When they get downtime, you know, they just want to Netflix and chill. They're not going to yeah. go research on what do I do here or what did I do there or what do I, you know, they just want it easy you know, yeah. bring me some information. Um, and then, you know, I'll take it from there. Right. And why not? Because if, if the option is, I'm not going to look it up because I'm tired and I always spell this next word, O-V-E-R-W-H-E-L-M-E-D. <laughs> Then we might as well deliver it on a platter to people because, you know, I know that you have a servant's heart. I show up, you know, to be of service and in service to people. And if we can offer that information for for free and it's Mm -hmm. there, we're going to help people and they get to live a better life because of it. I mean, I don't know how it can get any better. Like, how can it get any better? Yeah. Yeah. How can it get any better? Yeah. It's like taking one less thing off of their plates. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, and that one thing could be a total game changer because it's the only kind of trickle down that works. Um, (laughs) You know, once we change one area of our lives and create some kind of a transformation, it will spill over. It will, everything's connected. And so if it's, you know, finding a mechanic that's reliable, that's going to, you know, impact their pocketbook. It's going to give them less, less stress and anxiety when they're driving their car Mm -hmm. and a light comes on. It's going to, you know, like that can have a spillover effect. Hearing a great session from a sex therapist who's teaching you, I don't know what, you know, relaxation techniques or how to communicate Mm -hmm. with your partner or whatever. Those are, those are really wonderful things. Of course, that's, you know, you're going to have a better connection with your partner. You're going to end up having great sex, which everybody could use. And that's Mm going to put you in a better mood. And then, maybe you're going to get more creative about, I don't know, meal planning. (laughs) You don't know where, where it could land. I think that's, or, you know, advance your career. Maybe you were up for promotion, but you're so cranky because you're pent up (laughs) and and you're not putting your best foot forward Mm -hmm. at work and it could be affecting you. Absolutely. And we may not realize it until we give something a try or learn something from another perspective. I think it's awesome. I'm really, really excited. I will Uh be, I'll get on your distribution list since I miss a lot of lives. So I'll, (laughs) I'll make sure that I get the email update that says, go watch it. Go watch it. Go do that. Oh gosh. Well, that's really exciting. So we're getting to the time where I like to ask if you have some wisdom that you'd like to share with us, either things that you've learned or tips for, for entrepreneurs, they can be mindset. They can be literal things related to your business up to you. Three mm-hmm. tips. Three tips. I think one would be, tr- you know, trust yourself uh, on that. Uh, listen to that, um, that inner voice. Uh, and it has guided me a lot. You know, if you're feeling a little um, that you're lacking, you know, just kind of listen to, you know, what is the, like it was saying before with, uh, with Oprah, what is my next best step? What do I need to do now to move forward? So really kind of Trust yourself, listen to yourself with that. The second one will be really ask for help. Um, you know, a lot of times we think we're super women <laughs> and we want to do everything. You know, I am still, you know, Tracy, you know, to, to admit, I am still having problems with delegation because, you know, if you're, if you start something or you want to do something, you are the person who knows how to do it and you fear 
that if you transfer, you know, delegate it to somebody else, they're not going to do it just as well. Mm -hmm. But in order, you know, and I learned that from my business coach that that I work with is that until you come to the fact that you can trust other people and get help, you're you're going to stifle yourself. You're not going to grow. So right. you really need to ask for, for for help because it's only certain you'll hit that plateau. Can't do everything. You can't be a superwoman by yourself. You really need to recruit other superwomen or other people that you can partner with that will be able to kind of help you uh, through that process because you don't want to stunt your growth because that will what will happen, uh, you know, for, from there. And the other one is really, you know, take time for yourself, so self-care. Um, you know, I think we can run ourselves ragged, especially as women, because we have so many hats that we're wearing. You know, we're, we're wife, we're mom, we're business owner or, you know, professional career women or, you know, whatever you hat you may be wearing. Sometimes we don't take the time to care for ourselves. Mm. And if we're not, we can't fill other people's cups of ours is empty. <laughs> we just can't. So we really need to take the time for, for self-care. Um, that could be a massage. It could be a spa. It could just be, you know, Netflix and chilling or, you know, listening to music. Mike, you know, I love to sing and I, I love listening to music. So, you know, I have a place down in my in my home, you know, my, my husband and my, my son who's home with me now. They know if I'm in that space, I'm singing, I'm rocking, I'm doing my thing. But that's my Don't come care. in. <laughs> Don't come in. Do not bother me during my music, interflection, singing, whatever time. That's it. <laughs> If it's, if the house is a rockin', the, just yeah. don't come in. Yeah, don't, forget the rest of that message, in. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forget that, you know, yeah. go out and get yourself a sandwich. Whatever yeah. needs to happen, that's my time. So yeah. whatever, you know, keeps you going for self-care, you know, mm. but take it. That's yeah. that's the whole thing is that we can't continue to work 12, 14 hour days or these long weeks without taking, you know, a, a break um, mm -hmm. because, you know, we we're not doing anybody any good, including definitely ourselves yeah. uh, for that. So mm -hmm. those are my tips, really, really, really. To trust yourself to self care and then get and seek help when you need it. I love it. Really sage advice. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So How can we support you? Where can we find you? Oh, God, you can find me all over the place. Tracy, all over. Uh, I am on uh, Facebook. Uh, my Facebook page, I have a personal one, but my business is, one is Jackson Sam's Wealth on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to follow me there, it's Jackson Sam's Wealth. Um, and then on Twitter, it's Jackson Sam's WS for Wealth Strategies. The, the business name is Jackson Sam's Wealth Strategies. Just to step back, when we had talked about my dad and how I got into this business, the Jackson Sam's, everybody wants to say, oh, you're a partner with somebody else. No, the Jackson I kept is my mating name. And I kept mm. that in honor of my dad when I started my practice. Oh, so that's that. Jackson Sam's Wealth Strategies. So that's where you would find me on Facebook, Jackson Sam's Wealth on uh, Facebook and Instagram and then Jackson Sam's WS on Twitter. Um, and then if anybody's professional LinkedIn, you know, look me up under Pamela Sam's uh, there as well. And I'll share all of those links in the show notes. Uh -huh. so. yep. Well, as always, we, I think we solved some world problems in our conversation. We, did. <laughs> we, we always do, Tracy. We always have uh, uh, world, world problems and it's always a pleasure yeah. to, you know, to really speak with you because, yeah. you know, we can, we can go on for hours just doing, doing this. <laughs> we always have to put we, a hard we, stop on our time yeah, together. <laughs> exactly. And because oh. I, you know, I love what you do. I love you. 
So mm-hmm. we just have such a good time when we get together. Oh, well, I love you too. And I miss, I miss you. I love seeing your face here yes. when we're all clear, either jabbed or, or curved, you know, flattened. Exactly. I'm heading back up to DC and I'm going <laughs> to give know. you the biggest hug. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's why I keep telling people it's like, I'm a hugger. It's yeah. like when, when this is over, just everybody's going to be hugged. I know. <laughs> Hugging your own self, pretending to hug Hugging somebody else. Yeah. Doesn't quite cut it. I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Like air kisses or the the, you know, air blowing kiss, whatever. Yeah, without the air blowing because we don't want to transmit. Yeah, we don't want to do that or the bowing or whatever. Uh, Exactly. It's just not the same thing uh, when you when you get together. You know, as being together as uh, as friends or colleagues, it's just yeah, it's just having that warm fuzzy when you have actual hugs. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I look forward to the real hug until then. And yes. I send you a virtual hug and thank you yes. so very much for coming today. Yes. Thank you very much for, for having me. Take great care. Alrighty. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.